Sunday. This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. One day right down in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream. Welcome to the Ambassador Podcast a resource created by a community of Christians seeking to represent God to a watching world in humility, unity, and boldness. Our goal is to educate, be educated, encourage, be encouraged, challenge, and be challenged as we pursue a heavenward perspective of God's heart for racial equity and reconciliation rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Ambassador Podcast. The Ambassador is a biblically informed Christian coalition that engages issues of religion, race, and culture in ways that pursue reconciliation. I am your host, Jared Cole, and I am joined today by my co-host, Tracy Spears. What's good? What's up? It's been a while, it feels like. Yo, it's been a long time. Crazy. Just like even sitting in the booth, (laughs) being just in this room, mics up. It feels like it's been a long time, yeah. Dude, it's been a journey, honestly. Sleep. It's been a journey, and a lot's been going on. A lot has happened to your hair. A lot's happened. <laughs> oh, we're going to start yeah, with we that. We're going to start with that jump one. In the, yeah. They have to know. Okay, okay, so what's the deal? Ahead, I mean, Jared started off with a fro, and now he's coming out with a man bun and braids. Talk about growth. Yo, talk, talk about growth. Yo, so check it out. <laughs> If y'all go back some episodes, <laughs> you can kind of hear Tracy, Persia, and I talk about uh, me growing my hair out. Dog. I, I don't even know how long ago that's, that's been, honestly. I don't even realize. June, back in June. Was it, was it June? Dude, yeah. Okay, I kind of dated back to June. I don't really know for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I was growing my hair out back then, man. And so it's been, what, five, six months now. Yeah. And so the whole intention was to get it to where I can braid it, put that thing in a <laughs> I bun. Get it in. And yeah, I'm not it. even going to lie. <laughs> My hair took off quick, quick, dog. Like, Fresh. Dog, got a little routine going, was moisturizing that joint, got oils in Gross. there, fancy shampoos and conditioners. <laughs> yeah. I never really been like that before. He went in. Yeah, but went in, hair caught some growth, self-care. and now we got some some braids in there. Self-care. It there's so much, good. There's so much. Yo, for, all y'all, for all y'all dudes out there, <laughs> if you don't take care of your hair, Come on. Uh, if you haven't been down that journey... Dog, go down that journey. You won't regret it. It's so much. It's, I mean, yo, you think about the routine. It does take a little bit of time, man. But like, I've actually grown to it's enjoy great. it. It's, yeah, it's it a lot of good. fun. It's a lot of fun. So anyway, long story short, your boy got braids. Got a little. <laughs> got braids. Listen. Bonus. Five six months, and I didn't think so. I went to go to the beautician and get the hair braided, and I sat down in the chair and I was like, "There's no way." She gripped it. You gonna be able to get this thing and and, and braid it? And lo and behold, yo, she. Gripped, <laughs> bow, 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 because hair ain't even that long. Because y'all know, five, six months, that ain't nowhere near long enough to, I mean, to, to 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 get your hair. But your boy did it. Yeah, so, he grabbed it. Man, pictures might be coming now. I don't know. Keep looking at <laughs> social media to see what happens. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. They gotta, they gotta see it. So, uh, Miss Tracy. Yeah. What's the deal? You know, I do not know, know something. I know something happened. I'm about to get married. Ah! It was wild. Oh, yeah, no. I got a ring on my finger. Yo, Shout out to Josh. Ring again. on the finger. Let's see it, dude. Y'all can't see it. I yeah, can see it's it. Sparkling. Rock is beautiful. Blinging. Yeah, it's a it's a real deal yeah. right now. Okay, tell us. Give us a little quick rundown. How that went down? How did he do it? We oh hear the man. Story. Okay. He's from Minnesota. Yeah. Took me down to Minnesota. I thought we were just going to hang out with some friends. Mm-hmm. And then he got me good. Mm-hmm. Went to a lake. I always wanted to look at some lakes in Minnesota. Simple gal. <laughs> I'm a simple girl. You know what I mean? Easily impressed. I always want to look at some lakes in Minnesota. Like, yo, that that's crazy. That's it. That's <laughs> when you're from California, you're like, I don't know. Right, right. So, yeah, that's took one me thing to Minnesota do, got. They got some good lakes yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Took me to a lake and it then. Reminds me of uh, that Dave Chappelle episode <laughs> where he was. <laughs> When he was Prince. I know some of y'all going to feel me on this, right? And he was like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was doing something. He was talking about some purify your body in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> I 
forgot right? about that. Yeah, that was, that was uh, so much fun. It was beautiful, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> whatever, I don't condone watching Dave Chappelle, <laughs> whatever, <Yeah. laughs> but hey, whatever, you know what I mean? Funny, Anyways. funny cat. Yeah, um, did it by a lake. Yes, yes, that's sweet. Congratulations, Tracy. Okay, um, I'm excited for you. A lot of our listeners are going to be excited for you. A lot of people around you um, are super excited for you, man. Josh is an amazing dude. Amen. Um, Today um, is going to be our last episode for season one, mm-hmm. uh, and so we wanted to hop on here quick and do a season finale uh, for our listeners, man, and uh, we have just been so overjoyed by the response, by the reception of this podcast and all that. Uh, the feedback has been really, really good. We've had uh, amazing conversations. We had people reach out. We've had people send in questions and all this kind of stuff. And that's exactly why we wanted to do a platform like this was to have that be the case. Um, a lot of y'all have subscribed to our newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to that newsletter, do it now. Uh, even though this is our season finale, we're actually going to continue to do that until we uh, uh, pop out with season two, right? Which that mm-hmm is going to be a, a question you guys may have. And so, yes, we are going to be doing a season two. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but, yeah, man, we're just super grateful uh, for how this has been, the opportunity to even uh, do this. And so the first thing we want to do in this kind of season finale is talk about a recap of season one, right? Season one came out, um, uh, man, like, the ambassador in and of itself mm-hmm. when it came out, yeah. right? It was it was something that was in the works, and the place that we were at in our society in our in our in our country was a real high tense place, right? You guys heard us talk about this before in our previous episodes. This podcast wasn't a response to that, mm-hmm. but it was something that was birthed from the heart that talked to those issues, yeah, right. And so that happened in. What was that, May, June, that all that stuff was popping off? Yeah, it just kind of, yeah. And so, but we had the ambassador in work since like before 2020, the winter of of 2019. And so we were trying to get things going, trying to get some episodes, all that kind of stuff. We were meeting. uh, And it just so happened that around the time our first episode rolled out, that this stuff was happening in our country, man. And and we were feeling that uh, with the worst of them. You know, we were trying to, understand and cope and and all this kind of stuff in the mm-hmm. in the in the high tense moments of that while providing content yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and so it was it was so strange uh, in some ways but I think it was really really good for us too and I think it provided uh, something that we actually needed yeah. you know we yeah. we benefited from doing this just coming in here and having this conversation and, and hitting record on on the on the on the computer um but yeah. it also benefited people who were listening. You it know, felt people. like, honestly, we were walking people into like mm. a table. Like right now, just sitting down, come sit down with us and have a conversation. And yeah. I think one of the things we kept saying was like such a time as this, that it came out at this moment, yeah. exactly what you said, not a response to cultural things or yep. things along those lines, but just something that's been on our heart and what we feel the gospel speaks to. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Uh, and so with that, man, if you guys haven't listened to any other episode, you guys are just this is the first one you guys are listening to. Uh, we say this on every single podcast. Uh, but if you're new to the ambassador, what we aim to do as we get our feet under ourselves is to look at these issues, mm-hmm. right? Race, culture, religion, justice, and address them from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. ultimately the shepherd and spark conversation and hopefully spark conviction when yeah. it comes to, to racial reconciliation, mm-hmm. right? And so with that, I want to dive into this to this uh, segment where we're going to do a recap of season one. And we want to talk about some of the episodes um, that we did in season one. Uh, I think that's really important, right? So we want to give you a, a, a brief flyover and we'll try to hit all the episodes depending on time, mm-hmm. uh, but we're just going to see, right? Because in case you don't go through and check out the episodes, we still want you to get an understanding of what those episodes were trying to uh, get across. And so in the first episode, uh, Unity and the Church. Yeah. I think this episode, when we were first starting to get the, uh, the ambassador up and running, Unity and the Church was the episode we wanted to get out first and foremost, yep. right? Because this is what's bleeding out of our heart. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about this issue of racial reconciliation, the disunity in, in America, and more importantly, in our American churches. Yep. And we wanted to do so from the foundation of saying, hey, this is not a 
cultural issue, but yeah. this is a biblical issue, yeah. right? And I think we have to start there. And where we've gone wayward in our culture is that we've allowed uh, the culture to kind of take these words For and sure. adopt them and, and give them back to us in a way where, uh, you know, the church is now conditioned to, to deny things from the culture, yeah. right? And so yeah. anything uh, that comes in, we are quick to dismiss. And so what we wanted to do first is say, hey, no, let's let's take this back. You know, mm-hmm. let's take these words back, reconciliation, unity, diversity, all things that yeah. are that are scriptural, biblical, uh, God-given in nature, right? I like to say that these things uh, weren't the culture's idea. They were God's idea, yeah, right? And so we have to come back to that, yeah. right? And so what we talked about in that episode um, was a lot of things, but what we wanted to hit on most is, is just this basic idea that unity in the church is often missed. Yeah. Right. And so, Tracy, talk a little bit about like, instead of unity, what do we usually get yeah. in churches? We try to run towards uniformity. Yeah. And so in that, we end up, what I think I said this in the episode, we end up calling our black and brown brothers and sisters to die to their culture without mm-hmm. a call towards mm-hmm. our white brothers and sisters doing the same. Yep. So in that, that obviously will create disunity. Yep. And so exactly what you said, I think it was essential that we started with this unity conversation because that's what we wanted the foundation of Ambass to be on. Like some of the things that we said is we want to be humble, we want to be unified, we want to be bold. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, we need to have that from a biblical perspective. And so that was a huge part of this episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important, right? We have to understand uh, what unity is and what unity is not, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, unity, you know, I say in that episode that uh, you can only have unity across diversity, right? This this, this idea of, of unity and mm-hmm. diversity mm-hmm. is the definition of unity, right? Yeah. We, we, can't, we can't get that with sameness, you know? Uh, and so like you just said, Tracy, it's important to understand that we want this concept of unity and not uniformity. And another thing you said in, in Persia, um, who's no longer on our podcast anymore. Shout out. Uh, we sent her off well. I think she she benefited us greatly yeah. with her time here at the Ambassador. Man, we love her so much. Uh, but she said something in that podcast on unity in the church um, that turned a lot of heads. I think mm-hmm. you know, especially in our circles that 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 we're in. You know, yeah. whenever we talk about this particular thing, like it's almost. Second nature to us, oh, <laughs> right? It just flows and, out. And, and the expression of the black and brown people in our country, like the yeah. the, the the phrase that Persia said was, uh, a lot of times in predominantly white spaces, um, we are asked to bring your black face to the door, but leave your black faces in the car, or bring your bring your black face to the door, but mm-hmm. but leave your blackness in the car. Yeah, right. And so it's like, yo, this this concept is that we want you, you know, as a black individual, yeah. but we don't want your culture here. You don't want yeah. you to influence what's going on. We don't here. want you to speak honestly we sometimes about what's hard mm-hmm. about being a minority in yeah. predominantly white spaces. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. And so the question we often got was, yo, where are you hearing this? Who's who's said that? You know, how <laughs> yeah. does how does that how does that work out? And the and the response to that is that like whether it's said verbally yeah. or whether it's said uh, unintentionally, mm-hmm. right? It's it's still being it's still being said, yeah. right? It's said when uh, we're being told that race is not a gospel issue. Mm-hmm. It's said when um, yeah. we are quick to discuss things like CRT and Black Lives Matter, but not. Uh, white supremacy or racism, yeah, you know, like, like, like things like that. And so it's, it's really important to, to, to see how the black cultural narrative and the way that black and brown people tend to see and view the world, how that's actually denied mm-hmm. in a lot of predominantly white spaces. And, and when that's the case, it doesn't free us up to be our true authentic yeah, selves. Dang. And yeah. so I think it's important to understand that. And as predominantly white spaces, man, Develop ways to to accept that, to welcome that, yeah. right? Um, oftentimes, black and brown people aren't in predominantly white spaces to flip tables, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, we come here to to create unity, right? We understand that there's 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 differences. What we want is the exception yeah. of those differences mm-hmm. and to create something new. Yeah, and I think even out 
what you just said there, Jared, is like what a big point that we wanted to make is that courageous conversations are key. Hmm. Like while we are having uncomfortable conversations, it's necessary. Yeah. And so if we stray from that, we can't even move towards this unity mm-hmm. I like thought paradigm until we do that. Yeah, that's so good. Okay. Episode two. Yeah. We talked about anger and mm-hmm. more specifically the anger of black folks. Man, I feel like this probably like turned people off. I wonder <laughs> yeah. if people is like, I don't even know if I want to turn this yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you walk them to the table again. They were like, I can't wait till episode three. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait, episode four. But I mean. we're so glad that you listened because it was just honest and real. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's so good, right? Like this, this concept of anger in, in, in Christian circles. Um, it's hard to talk about, yeah. right? Because being Christians, as 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 being a Christian, a follower of Christ, uh, anger is not typically something that we are quick to admit that we express. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But I think in the episode, what we talk about is that the reality that hey, it's we're actually not called to be apathetic towards the things that God is angry about. Yep. Right. We are called to actually be angry towards the things that God is angry about, and God yeah. is angry. Uh, with injustice, right? Yeah. God is angry with hatred. God mm-hmm. is angry with segregation. Come God on. is angry with uh, slavery. God yeah. is angry with racism, Yeah. right? And so if uh, the issue is that we as a country, but then also we as a American church have not been angry at those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. we've actually been the opposite. We've yeah. adopted those things, mm-hmm. right? Historically. Yeah. And so in order to correct those things and, and, and to do better, uh, we have to say, hey, no, these things are wrong. Yep. Right. And actually be angry that we've allowed them to happen because that's mm-hmm. the only way that change is going gonna, is gonna to happen. That's real. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we highlighted in there is we were being honest about what it's like to almost suppress your anger, mm-hmm. rightful, hopefully rightful uh, anger that's just and mm-hmm. right towards things that God hates is this idea that, yeah, it becomes a burden to be black in, in mm-hmm. predominantly white spaces. It feels that way because you have to suppress that. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I said was um, I want to love people around me well, and sometimes loving people around me well means silence in myself. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's the reality that's of a good. lot of black people. Yeah. Because we're, like you said, it, it almost feels like I have to suppress this anger. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to rightly talk about what it, what it means to be angry or sad as mm-hmm. it pertains to injustice in the world around us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was a, a big point in that, that yeah. episode. That's really good. And um, in our uh, latest episode... We had Dr. Jones come on, and Dr. Jones is a is a key community figure here in the in the city of Ames, and he works for the Ames Public School District. He is the diversity um, uh, and equity uh, coordinator there for the district. Yeah. Um, and so, what he says in his time in predominantly white spaces, you know, when people were talking about multi ethnicity, talking about unity, talking mm-hmm. about multi ethnic church, all this uh, sorts of stuff. Uh, to go along with this idea of what you were saying, Tracy, of kind of suppressing your 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 blackness, mm-hmm. he came to the realization that, you know, it was only him that was suppressing his culture. Yeah. You know? And so the reality is that when it comes to bridging the gap, when it comes to unity, humility is is mm. actually a, a requirement. Yeah. Right. And so, but what a lot of black and brown people realize is that the humility that it takes to deny your culture or to, or to suppress yourself is only something that they're doing, yeah. right? And I think that's a, a universal cultural uh, understanding of yeah. what it means to be in these spaces, yeah. you know? And so the, the call and the prayer is that our white brothers and sisters will also see that this is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um one of the one of the things about uh, white culture in America is that most white people don't understand they actually have a culture, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a, a way it's often talked about is uh, a fish doesn't know it's swimming in water, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> until until it's on land, yeah. Right, and a lot of times these these things that shake up the culture tend to put our white brothers and sisters on land, mm. and they maybe for the first time be able to uh, look at something from a uh, objective standpoint, yeah. Uh, which is what we have to kind of get to if we're gonna if we're gonna really pinpoint, man, what it is that uh, black people are angry about, yeah. right? And how can we come together and rally around that in order to to move forward and pursue unity in the future. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. 
Um, I also want to real quick just say, uh, you know, Persia's not here to tell her own stories. And so we got to, we got to, <laughs> we got to, we got to tell them, we got to tell them for, uh, a part of this whole, uh, anger of black folks narrative, um, Man, she was talking about this story on this episode of her talking to her mother before we were getting going with the with the podcast. And she was telling her about some of the topics that we were going to be discussing and all this kind of stuff. Um, and she expressed this reality that there's actually a, a fire that comes when black people are honest uh, with their situation, with their circumstances, yep. with what they're feeling, our emotions, uh, when it comes to being uh, in predominantly white spaces. And she was talking about this and she was saying she was talking to her mom mm-hmm. and her and the response from her mom was, I'll be praying for it, but be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And tiptoe just, around it a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Tiptoe around like you, you have to for mm-hmm. your safety. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Yeah. Right. And this, like, she wasn't saying this in... 2000. Yeah. You know, she wasn't saying this in 1980. She wasn't saying this in 1950. This was in 2020. 2020. Where she felt the need to tell her daughter uh, be to be careful, be cautious yeah. of sharing um, your story, to yeah. honestly sharing your narrative. Man. And so, uh, episode number three. Let's go. Called Let's Talk About Justice. We just went for it. We just had hard oh, hitting each time. Yo, we really, we really did. So this is, this is like, uh, I went through and listened to every episode, um, again, just to see what our catalog in season one was about, man. And I didn't realize, uh, man, the topics we hit just back to back to back, back to like back. you just said, is Drake heavy, back to heavy, back. <laughs> heavy, heavy, but extremely necessary. Yeah. You know? And so in this, in this episode, we talked about justice and I mentioned this before that, man, we want to, um, take back some of these words. Justice is one of these words mm-hmm. that the, that the culture has adopted, but is uh, biblical in nature. Uh, and so this is one of the words we wanted to talk about that, right? It's, it's not a worldly concept, but it's actually a biblical term. And we wanted to normalize this term, right? And so when we think of justice, a lot of times what we do is we think of this concept of uh, retributive justice, yeah. which is almost vengeful, right? Somebody mm-hmm. does something and that and that person uh, gets something done to them in return. Yep. And so when we think of justice, even as American Christians, we often can't get outside of that aspect of justice, that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that sort of justice, which is why it's so hard for us to talk about in our Christian circles, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but the justice that the Bible talks about is this concept of restorative justice, yeah. right? Retributive justice versus restorative justice. And this restorative justice is really key because it's not that it's absent of uh, of the the party that did the wrong. They don't get off scot-free. Like, yeah. like consequences are still a real thing yeah. in restorative justice, but the consequences aren't consequences for consequence sake, but they're consequences for the sake of restoration. Yeah. You know, our God is a restorative God. He's a redemptive God. And Mm -hmm. so he doesn't desire uh, justice, but he desires mercy, (laughs) you know? And so in in order to get that, he doesn't say, hey, my people get off scot-free or there's no consequences for your wrongdoing. But no, uh, the ultimate goal is to have you develop into a righteous person, right? Mm. Where you have right standing with mm-hmm. those that you've wronged or mm-hmm. you have right standing with me, you know, mm-hmm. as, as God. And so this is, this is the ultimate aim of God when it comes to biblical justice. Yeah. And I think in that episode, Jared, you did something that was so helpful for me. You talked about the addition and subtraction of certain things with, as it pertains to like true reconciliation. And that was so helpful where you broke down justice minus forgiveness or just like that, like mm-hmm. whole di- like diagram was so mm-hmm. mind blowing to me. And I like, yeah think that most people should listen to that just to get a, a framework of what it actually means to have true reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Justice, uh, just to give you guys some, some, some handles to grip on justice does not delegitimize forgiveness. Yeah. Right. And another thing is that justice is a necessary and required component of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Right, a lot of times whenever we just jump to forgiveness, and you'll see that we talk about the Botham Jean case in yep. that episode. If you want to go back, and we talk about that quick jump to forgiveness, what that actually does is it 
is it cheapens relationships. It 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 cheapens reconciliation. Yeah. Right. And so that justice aspect uh, isn't something that's uh, retributive. It's not something that we want to be vengeful about, mm-hmm. but it's something that's an actual requirement in order to establish, reestablish right relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and I think the foundation of all this, like what we keep talking about as we hit with unity, as we hit with anger, all the things like wanting to be rooted in the gospel. And even mm-hmm. as we think about justice, mm-hmm. exactly what you broke down is, man, we realize that justice won't be fully obtained until Christ returns. But as agents of people who have been redeemed through the Christ of blood, that we should actually like live that out, yeah. that it should be a robust like understanding of the gospel and living that out and sharing it with people around us. That's right. And that comes with actually doing justice. Yeah, that's good. Great. So episodes uh, both four and five, uh, we got a chance to talk about black womanhood. And Tracy, I want you to take some of the reins on this. I think this was a phenomenal episode. And I think that when we did it at the time, and I still think this is true today, that this was uh, probably our best episode, you know, Mm -hmm. if not like top two. Um, both of these episodes together. I remember we had Joanna Davis. Yeah, come up. shout out. We love her uh, too. Man, we love Joanna Davis, <laughs> Cottage Grove Church, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, she came up and truly, truly blessed us. Uh, she, Persia, Tracy, uh, they were all phenomenal on this episode. And so give us a little look, Tracy, on um, what we did with those Black Womanhood episodes and what mm-hmm. you hope that our listeners took from that. Yeah, I think for Joanna and Persia and I, we were very raw. Like this one for me at least felt... Like I was just letting people into mm-hmm. to a lot of like mm-hmm. hard things that I had to walk through and still have to walk through as a black woman in um, predominantly white spaces and just in general in America. And the thing that we hoped for was that while we weren't necessarily, we're not able to speak for all of the black community or all black women, but we want to candidly speak about our experiences mm-hmm. and hopefully be um, something that's helpful. One, medicine to other black women who agree and understand our experiences, but then two, to be uh, a picture of what is true of the reality of the burdens that black women have to carry. That yep. often more than any other uh, people group who are pushed aside, silenced and not cared for in America. Um, and so in this, I think we shared our stories. Mm-hmm. We shared some of the things that are hard growing up as black women, the ways that we viewed our skin colors, the ways mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. uh, felt and, and still do sometimes feel like, um, does God see us? Yep. And then having to to constantly be rooted back in scripture of the God that uh, knows us and cares us. And so ultimately what we wanted to do was shed light on the burdens of uh, strong black women um, and then ultimately point to, to Christ who sees us and knows us. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. I think that was a much needed episode, right? And it like all the other episodes, I think, rolled out at such a timely time, yeah. right? With uh, the Breonna Taylor case at its height, at its peak. Yeah. Um, and just, man, the uh, the cry of the black and brown women in our nation who are yeah. saying, see us, <laughs> believe us, yeah. you know, care for us, yeah. understand us. Um, I think that was such a timely episode, you know, just all in all, uh, to kind of shed light on that, to give a uh, voice to that and have our listeners understand, man, um, this isn't just something that is evident in the world, but it's also mm-hmm. something that's evident in our churches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So episode six, uh, we kind of switched gears with this and we talked about unhelpful voices to the movement. Yeah. And the movement we're talking about here is the racial reconciliation movement, right? And so when we talk about racial reconciliation. In this episode, what we wanted to do was kind of develop a, um, you know, imagine like a, like, 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 like a chart, right? And we have on one side, uh, people who talk about racial reconciliation on the other side, another group who talks about racial reconciliation. And we wanted to kind of put bullet points on, um, how these people talk about racial reconciliation, mm-hmm. right? And when you when you when you think about that, you guys can think about this yourselves. You're often hearing two different voices on how to think about this topic, and some of us flock towards one side, and some of us flock towards the other, right? And so the whole point of the episode wasn't to say, "Hey, what what voice you should you should listen to," or like demonize a particular voice. So helpful. But we tried to say, hey, it's it's unhelpful when we don't talk about the complete narrative. Mm-hmm. So if you look at that chart I'm talking about, you look along that chart and you'll see a lot of similarities. Yeah. Right? So we're not saying, hey, these people are 
wrong and 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 unbiblical or they're not you know all, all this kind of stuff yeah what we're saying is that when it comes to racial reconciliation there's a depth of this thing that you have to get to uh that one side seemingly doesn't quite get to yeah um number one it's easier to swallow yeah. right because it it, it, it doesn't hit as hard yeah um it doesn't get to the complete truth of the matter it tries to mince words yeah right yeah and so what i'm saying is uh the unhelpful voices try to tiptoe around a topic that can't be tiptoed around mm. and then so if you're trying to uh say hey these things don't really matter or you know since race isn't really a thing then racial reconciliation uh is null and void you know these things are extremely unhelpful yep right or uh if you're trying to delegitimize uh systemic racism or systemic injustices anything that uh that lends toward this 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 corporate idea versus this individual idea if mm-hmm. if you're not willing to accept those things then uh you can fall into the unhelpful camp, right? And it doesn't put you outside the bounds of anything. It's just we wanted to create an invitation for you to actually see uh, that there's more to it. Come and and see these things, Mm -hmm. right? And then reevaluate. Come and hear some of of the other side, what's more embedded in this truth, and then go back to to your thinking process. Yeah. How did that lead into the next episode, though, Jared? Yeah, so the very next episode, so that's episode six, episode seven. So this was our first and only response episode of the season. You yeah. know, we what we said we didn't want to do in, in unhelpful voices, which is demonize voices and, and like talk about a, a a person or a podcast and say, hey, these people are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we took this podcast uh, called Just Thinking with a couple pastors who talk about racial reconciliation as well. Um, And we wanted to talk about what they were saying in contrast to how we talk about racial reconciliation, right? And so when I talk about, hey, we don't want to demonize anybody, and we talk about that 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 chart. Yep. You can literally put them when you listen to these episodes, put them on one side of that chart and put us on the other mm-hmm. and then see where we match up and then kind of see where we miss one another. Yeah. I think that's what we were aiming at. We wanted to do this episode. That's how uh, I was able to uh, get a couple of my friends on this episode with me, uh, Quentin Riser, mm-hmm. uh, who's a doctoral student who just graduated, by the way, passed his dissertation. He's the man. <laughs> uh, and Abdul Muhammad, who spends a lot of his time doing cultural comp training and so they're 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 both um strong black men yep. uh they're great in their communities um and they're believers in jesus christ you yeah. know and so their voices yeah. were were so crucial on these episodes and so please 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 um check out those episodes okay um our next episode Black Joy. Man, that was also so timely to me. <laughs> Why did we talk about Black Joy? <laughs> because, man, I feel like a lot of our conversations, which were right and necessary, almost could have set a tone if people weren't listening well, that the black experience is only sadness mm, and yep. hardship. In yep. reality, it's, it's so much joy that is still mixed into that. So true. Um, and ultimately, what we anchor that onto is the full joy that we have in Christ. That's and right. so that that allows us to to mourn when things are necessary to be mourned, to to also rejoice when things need to be rejoiced. And then we just shed light on black culture more. Oh, man. I, we laughed a lot. We laughed a lot. I hear a lot about the commentary <laughs> on how we describe time. Yeah, yeah. People are like so they, interested. They loved that. that. It was it was so much fun. I, I got so much feedback, and they were like, "The only thing that I wish was that it was it was longer." Dang, we black, do yo, another one. We got to do a Black Joy part two. Yeah, but. It was so dope. Black Joy ended up being one of our shortest episodes. Oh, <laughs> I was looking back and, and I mean, if you guys have been following Ambassador for a while, like you can you can understand that we are uh, not consistent <laughs> for lack of a better for lack of a better term with how long we make these episodes. Yeah, that's black people. Uh, and we're gonna try to get better on that. But hey, that's that's just, just timing. Hey, come on yeah, now. Yeah, hey, don't leave it, 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 it is what it is. Yeah. You can't put a muzzle. Hey. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we had so much fun with that episode. And yeah, yeah, in the future there will definitely be more of that. Uh, and so our uh, ninth episode, where are all the black theologians? Gosh. Man, this was a 
great episode as well, I think, right? Yeah. What we wanted to do with this episode was draw attention to the reality of the lack of black voices, uh, the lack of, of black scholarly input. Yep. Uh, we wanted to pinpoint that, yo, there's not many black voices uh, in our spaces that are contributing to how we view doctrine, to how mm-hmm. we view theology, mm. all this kind of stuff. And so uh, the the title can be a little misleading as to say, like, you know, black people aren't really pursuing to be theologians. But yeah. the way we wanted that to be received was that, like, um, man, we're not listening to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not, in, we're not including them uh, in the things that we're learning, all this and sorts of stuff. conversations, yeah. yeah. I learned a lot that episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good. I think, so uh, you and I... Uh, you were once a student in seminary. Yep. I am currently a student in seminary. We'll Almost be done. we'll be done soon, How so we can clap for that. Two more classes left. Yeah. Uh, man, one term. I'm so excited. One of those <laughs> one of those classes is about to be like a four week intensive. So they're usually eight week courses. Okay, yeah, you're just getting it. Four week intensive for hermeneutics, y'all. So oh, starting, it, I know, and it's and it's going, and it's going, <laughs> and it's going over the course of the holiday season. So I'm beginning mid January. Uh, no. Mid December and I'll be done mid January. Yeah, uh, right there. And then I got one carrying us on into the the spring of 2021. But after that, it's yeah. over for your boy. But in this episode, we talked a little bit about um, man in in a lot of seminaries. Mm-hmm. Most seminaries don't uh, diversify the reading material. Yeah, they don't diversify the voices. They mm-hmm. don't expound on. Um, uh, African and African American contribution yeah. to our faith, yep. right? When it's actually huge. A lot of our forefathers, right? We talked about some uh, um, some people who have actually contributed to the faith mm-hmm. uh, and are crucial in how we understand a lot of our doctrine, you know, and, and we don't really give them credit for being who they are and where they're from. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, what that leads to in, in, in America is this kind of... Uh, Whitewashing or this mm. believing that mm. Christianity isn't for a, a particular demographic. Yep. You know? Yeah. And so I think in that episode, we wanted to uh, to kill that stigma first and foremost, but then also to, to, to call attention to the reality that, yo, we need to um, diversify who we're listening to, yeah. diversify uh, who we trust with information. Yeah. And encourage our listeners to, to listen to some of the list of people that we uh, put in that episode. Yep. That's good. Uh, our tenth episode, mm. therapy. Gosh, yo, that was a so, really good. That I was a really good episode too. <laughs> everything was just timely to me, man. No, it was so good. Tell us a little about therapy. Yeah, why we I to mean, talk about that we talked about how taboo it is. Like even yeah. the reality of us talking about therapy, not even mm-hmm. pertaining to black and brown people, the ta- how taboo it is for someone to say, "Hey, I'm going to therapy. I yeah. just need someone to to walk through some some trauma that I've been." Yeah been in. And so that's one of the things that we talked about, but also we highlighted that as a believer, Christ is for us. Like Uh he's, he's healing us and is making us whole, which won't come until we're eventually with Uh him. But therapy is an aspect that he can do that in. That's right. And so we, we kind of just, I think revealed that piece about how therapy can be taboo, but then Uh also pointed to the healing and the truth that's found in Christ. That's right. Um, one of the most difficult things with therapy and counseling in in general is recognizing that the pain you feel mm-hmm. uh, is worthy of getting that help. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's so easy to be like, I I shouldn't be feeling this way. Just yep. be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can get through this. You know, I can pacify this with something else. I don't yeah. need to go talk to anybody and whatnot, right? And we we have a really hard time calling the things that we're experiencing uh, pain, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and even more than that, calling these things trauma when they're really traumatic, yeah. right? And I think yeah. this episode, we wanted to free people up to actually realize, hey, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to put a Band-Aid on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can be truthful and honest with mm-hmm. this. And being truthful and honest is the first step That's that allows good. us to actually, you know, give ourselves to to go on and ask and seek for help. Yeah. No shame in that. Mm-hmm. And I think we ended that episode even just talking about, man, take your behind the therapy. Yeah. I, wanna, yeah. I, wanna, I wanna say that you again. Almost signed up. Yo, yo, I wanna say that again. <laughs> yo, get there, bro. Man. Get there. Your life will be better. Um Okay, chapter uh, episode eleven. 
Yeah. And we're not going to talk about this a lot, man. Nah. We, we dedicated a whole episode Frick. to this. We called it a bittersweet farewell, uh, but we sent Persia off yeah. uh, packing back to back to Texas. Good old Texas. And we love you, Persia. We love Persia a lot. <laughs> uh, she's doing great where she's at now. Um, uh, reach out to us if you want. We can get her in, in contact with you so you can kind of keep up with her and see yeah. how she's doing down there. I'm sure she'd love that. Follow her. So follow her, man. <laughs> Uh, and then, so episode uh, 12, mm-hmm. which is the last episode that we just put out. Uh, hopefully, you guys have listened to that by now. Uh, we called this episode Race in the Next Generation, and mm-hmm. we had a guest on. Uh, his name is Dr. Jones. I mentioned him a little bit earlier, uh, and he was such a joy to have on this episode, man. So wise, so much wisdom. Uh, we just talked about his foresight and his being here in this space, you know, years before Tracy and I ever came, you yeah. know, so he's he's kind of laid some groundwork. He's, you know, he's come here. He went to college here. He went away. He even came back, you know, kind of yeah. this this uh, this come and go reality. And man, he was he was so good. Just some of the things that he said, the gems that he dropped, the yeah. wisdom that he had. Uh, it was really, 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 really good. What, what do you think were some of the things you took from that episode I mean, the most? Even working for high school ministry, I think I learned a lot about what does it look like um, to provide space for youth to one, start to have a vision and to even catch that, to run with it as it pertains to racial reconciliation, but then two, for the minority students just to continue to pro- provide space and give them voice at a, at a young age. Yeah. Um, but I learned so much and I actually want to go back and just retake notes because yeah. the things that he dropped was just, just gems. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I think one of the main things that stuck out to me in particular was, so we're in Ames, Iowa. Ames, Iowa is over, if not over 90, it's really close to 90% yeah. uh, white. Yep. The school district here is only... 68% white. This was crazy, yeah. When he said, that was like a bomb when he dropped <laughs> that thing in, uh, on this episode. Man. Right? Because you're not, you're not thinking that. You're not consciously Mm-mm. thinking that the generations to come are going to be more diverse. Yeah. Right? But it is. And this is something that we know that's true for the, uh, for the United States, oh, for the yeah. nation. Like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, as the younger generations come up, there's going to be this diversity that comes with it. But yep. when, you and I are thinking primarily for the city of Ames, Iowa. We're yeah. not necessarily thinking that. So for him to say, yo, 68% today in 2020. That's wild. And it's only going to, th- those numbers are only going to change yep. more in the future. Yeah. That is, that is unbelievable to me, you know? And so that even, uh, you know, my passion, my, my hat hangs on uh, multi-ethnic church. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, I believe that the future Next is generation. heading for a multi-ethnic reality in mm-hmm. America, even in places like Ames, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's happening here, <laughs> you know, it's happening everywhere. <laughs> and so even, even in the way that we do uh, church as of right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like targeting all that kind of stuff, which that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if we're even going to stay with that model, you know, if our churches stay homogenous as they are, black people worship where black people worship, white folks worship where white folks worship, Man. Uh, Asians, Hispanics, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, our witness is going to take a hit yeah. when it comes to reaching the next generations to come. Yeah. Right. When they see that their schools and their neighborhoods, Lord willing, start growing in diversity. Yeah. Um, like their, their, their schools are, are the most diverse place they go now. And the only reason that they aren't in diverse schools is because they moved yeah. <laughs> to places where they aren't <laughs> diverse, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it's, it's just like, man, uh, this reality really hits me home. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, man, if, if I want to be a, a faithful steward of the gospel. Yeah. In the years 2025, near 2030, 2040, um, there's got to be this multi-ethnic reality that comes into how we do things. That's good. And so Dr. Jones' episode, that really shined light on that. And so, um, man, we want to wrap this episode up um, here soon. But before we do that, just real quick, Tracy, I want to talk about as we went through um, this whole season one, and you guys just heard us go over a recap of these episodes what were some of the main things that we learned 
just in these last few months? Oh man, personally? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like there's there's so much. I mean, the Ambassador podcast all in all provided a space that I feel like I've never actually had where I get to be where I have been more candid about the reality of being in a predominantly white space, but then also um, just learning from you in Persia Mm -hmm. and getting feedback from people about the ways that they're actually thinking about these issues, the ways that they themselves have been sitting before the Lord and asking the questions like, do I actually care about what you care about? Do I actually hate what you care about? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that that's part of the piece of the things that I've learned. But also I think it was just an encouraging encouraging time, like during a space where so many things were happening culturally, um, to, to actually like see some momentum, to actually see the ways that God has used the ambassador to, to, yeah, awakening people to, to new realities as it pertains to racial reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. Yeah. I think of it in, in three ways, you know, kind of what we learned or I personally learned, Mm -hmm. uh, in doing this. We can even call it a project, right? Yeah, <laughs> Ambassador yeah. is, a, is, a, is a project of some sorts. Uh, number one, right, people were awakening to a new reality. Yeah. Uh, and this is both black and white people. Yeah. I think there's a, uh, there's a way that people tend to think about these things, particularly white people. And they, and they think that all black people have always understood, you know, mm. life mm. in these ways. Like, like there's no question for black people and living the black experience. Mm. Right. And I think that that's not true. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see that evident in my life, Tracy's life, Persia's mm-hmm. life, and really many of the black and brown people around you. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I go and talk about these things in different spaces, a lot of the things, uh, or one of the first things I say is that You know, I didn't always think this seriously about race. And I used to think I didn't always think this critically about race, but Mm. you can't say that anymore because critical. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a charged word. Yeah, it is. You can't say that. I didn't always think this seriously about Mm. race, right? And so a lot of people, um, young folks in particular, people in their, you know, late teens, early 20s, mid 20s even, uh, the seriousness of race hasn't quite hit yet. But when something like this racial tension pops up in 2020 and you're yeah. of an age to kind of recognize and you and you see where yeah. where it plays itself out, even in the backdrop of your own life, uh, years in the past, right, kind of situations you're in right now, yep. you start to piece together some things. And so it's not that you're without your experiences as a black and brown person, mm-hmm. but you're just now at, at some point being able to connect the dots and say, hey, well, this is what that was. Mm-hmm. You start to develop a voice for the things that you've experienced, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can I can't even keep track of how many young black and brown boys and girls I've heard say, you know, I'm still trying to like in terms of that therapy episode, yeah. I'm still trying to make sense of the things that happened to me when I was in middle school, yeah. high school, yeah. right? I'm just now starting to find the voice and the words to say, hey, man, this is this is what happened to me, yeah. and this is how it made me feel. Yep. I didn't like that, right? And yeah. now and now I'm starting to realize, man, that wasn't that wasn't right. That wasn't good. And I'm for the first time being able to say that those it. things are true. Yeah, right? acknowledge. Uh, another thing is people were recognizing the importance of discussing these problems. Having tough conversations is yeah. an absolute necessi- uh, necessity, and we've seen that uh, with season one coming out. Yeah. Um, another thing is that people want to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So encouraging. Uh, advocacy was at the tip of all of this, yeah. right? When you look at the cultural narrative and you look at what people are wanting to do, man, social media lit up, right? Mm-hmm. We have people, you know, talking about things, sharing things that they would never have done in their entire lives. And there's yeah. a gift and a curse to that too, yeah. right? Like when we talk about social media engagement, um, you know, you can do too much, <laughs> number one, <laughs> and you can do things that are inauthentic, yeah. right? Superficial. Uh, superficial. And that's not what we're aiming for. We no. are, and let me reiterate this. We are so grateful for the people who yeah. advocate, who shed light, who share. And when I talk about social media, I'm primarily talking through like the, the medium of Instagram, yeah. right? Because it's the easiest to be like, hey, I follow this person because someone I know followed this person and shared this thing. So yeah. I follow them. I click on their thing and I share their thing yeah. too. Um, uh, and so what we can get into when we do that is like this kind of uh, 
almost, you know, silent banner back and forth that's saying, hey, I'm, I'm woke too, mm-hmm. or I'm more woke than you are. Mm-hmm. You know, all this kind of stuff. I want to wake other people up, all this kind of stuff. And that's not really the point, mm-hmm. right? The point is to, yes, advocate, but advocate in ways where it um, challenges your feet, right? Like, where are you going? You yeah. know, advocate you in, in ways where it challenges your hands. What Both are you private doing? life and public. That's right. Yeah. Advocate in ways where it challenges your mind. Yeah. You know, what are you reading? Who are you listening to? All this kind of stuff. You know, uh, yes, keep being social media warriors, right? We need yeah. that too because that <laughs> that that jars the system, honestly, yeah. right? And so we we need that. And so it's... Uh, uh, but not don't just stay there, right? Move your body. Mm-hmm. Um, do something else too. Um, so here's the question, Tracy. Is there going to be a season two? And we've alluded to this a couple of times already in the episode. And man, man. Yes. Strap in. There's going to be a season two. <laughs> Come on. There's absolutely going to be a <laughs> Let's season go. two. Um, there's no way there can't be a season two. True. And so, uh, man, we're, we're really excited. The Ambassador Podcast Project has been uh, really, really fun. Um, and we are uh, looking to add more voices, right? And so we want this to be uh, more of a platform where we uh, add voices. We talk to uh, different people, different key figures uh, around the Christian uh, faith, mm-hmm. um, around the church movement. And we want to hear uh, their stories. We want to hear their take on what's going on, yeah. right? And so what we want to do, we want to ask a couple questions, right? The season one, talking about this kind of stuff, in some sense, we've actually raised an alarm, uh, we've sounded off on things and people are thinking, <laughs> you know, yeah. there, uh, some of us are scrambling. And so we want season two to say, okay, now that we've raised the alarm, mm-hmm. how do we build something sustainable? Yeah. Right. How do we make sense of these things in light of what the scriptures teach? Uh, and so we want to move from a place of where we are trying to espouse on things and get people to understand, which I call it like we want to move away from the convincing stage mm-hmm. to uh, the people who are convicted stage. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? good. Um, yes, we want people to continue becoming convinced. I'm but the aim of the season two won't be convincing people. It'll be, hey, this is what people are already doing. Uh, here's what we would desire to see, you know, uh, moving forward in terms of, of uh, what our next step should be in light of the scripture. Yeah. And so, you know, how do we, here's a question that we want to answer. How do we do more than call attention to the problem? Um, how do you build something constructive that begins to address these problems? And so as we go into these questions, what we hope for season two is that we're going to have uh, people come in interviews, uh, people who are already addressing these issues and kind of give man feet and hands to what this actually looks like and what the ambassador in the future hopes to be as well. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And honestly, we're so thankful for the ways that people have, uh, just listened, um, and provided a space for us to, yeah, talk and to speak honestly and ultimately, um, point to the scriptures and what they say about you know, issues of race. Yeah, that's good. So look, uh, we're going to end this how we always do, man. Thank you guys for tuning into the Ambassador Podcast. Uh, I am really looking forward to discussing more of these topics soon. Uh, we hope for you listeners that this has been a helpful resource and we encourage you to still uh, visit our website at www.weareambassador.com where we will continue to upload a consistent stream of resources for you to dive into. If you have any questions or concerns, please sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive monthly updates and an opportunity to send in questions or pursue conversation with us. Uh, Man, thank you again for listening. We'll be back soon. Wow, see ya. Thank you for listening to the Ambassador Podcast. If you would like to hear more episodes or get more information about the Ambassador, please check out our website at www.weareambassador.com.